the Lord. Stand across the room. Give this choir a God bless you. They took us in this morning. You know, it's the perfect setup for where I'm going to be teaching today. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I've made up in my mind that I don't want to limp into 2018. I don't want to be defeated the last three months of this year. The Lord spoke something to me when I was in the Jamaica Blue Mountains. The Lord said, get ready for a time of overflow. I got about half of you there. Who believes that the next three months can be three months of overflow in the name of Jesus Christ? And precious, it got so deep in my spirit that I just felt like I needed to teach that. So I'm starting a brand new series today on overflow because listen, here's what I believe. I believe that God is all sufficient. Come on. I said he's all sufficient. So my life should not be filled with the insufficient. So I'm claiming overflow. Make a little noise if you'll claim overflow with me in the last quarter. If you can stand for the reading of God's Word, that's my custom. We're coming from Psalm 65. Man, I'm glad to be here. Look at Psalm 65, verse 1. We're actually going to come from the New Living Translation today. It says, What a mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. Not just a little praise, but a mighty praise. He said, we will fulfill our vows to you for you answer our prayers. All of us, somebody say all of us, all of us must come to you. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple, you faithfully. Answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on the earth. Lord, especially in Puerto Rico, God, do a work in Puerto Rico today. Minister miracles in Puerto Rico. Somebody say amen. Even those who sail on distant seas, you form the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. And here's where I'm gonna hang my hat a little bit today. The river of God has plenty of water. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. The river of God has plenty of water. Lord have mercy, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna let you tell one more neighbor, tell another neighbor, I don't know, no, I don't know if the other person believed you. Say, did you hear what I said? Tell him, say, the river of God has plenty of water. Oh, come on and give God a praise. I'm gonna stop right there, just, just teach a minute. If you're ready to get in this anointing, I'm gonna teach you, slip up your hands. Father, release revelation in the house. Glorify your son, Jesus. Show us that you are the God of more than enough here in my live stream. Through Christ we pray. Somebody give the Lord an ovation of praise right now. Clap your hands. Before you sit down, tell your neighbor plenty of water. Plenty of water.
I'm at a place in my life now, folks, where I want to live under the overflow of God. Now, can I tell you something? God is not running low on anything. I better say that again. I said God isn't running low on anything. He, he's not slack, nor is he in lack. Do you know that your God cannot know need? Do you know there's never a day that he's in a place of anxiety because he thinks he's about to run out of something? God never runs out of anything. He's the God of the overflow. He's not worried. He's not uptight. He's not afraid he's going to run out of mercy, grace, or fried chicken. Come on, somebody. He's the God of the overflow. And since he's the God of the overflow, I want to live in the overflow of God. Now, I was, I was looking when I was in Jamaica, and like I said, we were on the side of this mountain. The weather was rough. It was cold. But God began to speak to me about overflow. And, and, I, and I got my thesaurus out, which happened to be in my telephone. Come on, you know how we do now. Back in the old days, we had to get the real thesaurus. Now we just, we just Google it. Come on, we got God and Google. Can I get a witness? But I looked at some synonyms for the word overflow, and overflow uh, synonyms are these, a deluge. It, it can mean overmuch. It means to bubble over, to go beyond the bounds and the limits. Who's ready in the next season to go beyond the bounds and the limits? It means to run over, watch this, to get sloshy. How many of you have got to get, I like to get so blessed that you get sloshy? Oh, would you slosh on somebody around you? Come on. It means to thrive, to overbrim, to become leaky. Come on. I like leaky believers. Glory to God. To be up to the ears, to be overwhelmed, to be engulfed, to be swamped. Hallelujah. I'm ready to see you swamped in the overflow of God. It means super abundance. It's like Courtney and, and the worship team saying that song. It means to be over your head. Make a little noise if you want to be over your head in the goodness of God. And it's time for you and I to live in the overflow of the goodness of God. And I want the next three months to be overflow months. I want to get into 2018 going in, man, with victory, with joy, with peace, with provision. I want to have more than enough joy, more than enough power, more than enough faith, more than enough healing, and more than enough breakthrough. And I love this Psalm 65 because it's written by one of my favorite characters in all the Bible, a man named David. Now, David was something else. He was a warrior. He was a Renaissance man. He was a warrior. He was a prophet. He was a poet. He was a singer. He was a musician. He was a worshiper. David was the kind of man that, that, that he would kill you and write a poem about it. Come on, somebody. David was something else. And by this time in David's life, he's writing worship music that's going to be performed in the temple. And this was one of the songs that he wrote. And by this time in his life, y'all, he has lived long enough to see the goodness of God. He has lived long enough in his life to witness the goodness of the Lord personally. Here's the real question. Have you lived long enough that you have been an eyewitness of the goodness of God in your life? 
Do you rely on somebody to tell you God is good? Or do you already know that God is good? When you look at your own story, do you already see the goodness of God on every page and every day and every process and every trial and every victory? Come on, make a little noise if you've seen the goodness of God in your life. And what I want to do, I'd, I'd like to interrogate this text. I want to exegete this text, a Bible theologian would say. I want to drain it. I, I want to get it like a rag and just get everything out of it. So it's going to take me Sunday and Wednesday because you can't, you can't just gloss over something like this. So, so David starts out by saying, what a mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. David said, when I think about you, Lord, when I think about your goodness, a small praise won't do the job. A little praise won't get it done. He said, what a mighty praise belongs to you, O God, in Zion. I don't know about you, but God has been so good to me that he doesn't deserve a little bitty teeny-weeny praise. But my God deserves a praise that is exorbitant. My God deserves a praise that is big, that is lofty, because the things he has done in my life, the things are not small. God has done big things in my life. So pardon me if I don't give small praises. Pardon me if I give God big praises. Tell your neighbor, I give him big praises. Yes, yes, yes. I, I get excited about him. I, I, I'm thankful. I, he's brought me a long way. And, and, and the, the one translation says that, that what, a mighty, what a mighty praise belongs to you, O God. And then it goes on to say, there is a praise awaiting you in Zion. In other words, it's a praise that is a trusting praise, a praise that is a mighty praise. And David said, it is awaiting you, God, in Zion. In other words, Zion represents the place of the presence of God. And David said, when you come together, when you get together and remember the goodness of God, there is a mighty praise awaiting you, O God. See, you need to come to church and nobody should have to beg you to praise the Lord. Nobody should have to pump you up. Nobody should have to hit anything on the organ, you don't even need a drum set. Come on, somebody. You don't even need a sound system. You ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter into his courts with praise. How many of you got a praise waiting inside of you? Oh, how many of you couldn't wait to get here with your brothers and sisters and say, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Make a little noise if you've got a praise waiting inside of you, just waiting. Oh, man, I, I'll praise him anywhere. I'll praise him anytime. I don't even have to be at church. You, I stand in line at the Chick-fil-A and you give me a coupon. I'll say, well, hallelujah, look what the Lord has done. I give God praise for every breakthrough, every good thing, every gift, everything. God's been good to me. I got a praise waiting inside of me. Hallelujah, it's just there. Those who know the goodness of their God should always have a mighty praise, ready just to erupt like a volcano out of their hearts. Glory to like that. But why, why? Because he said in the second verse, for you answer our prayers. 
Has God ever answered anybody's prayer? For you answer our prayers. Now check this out. All of us must come to you. Now that's a startling statement. He said all of us must come to you because you answer our prayers. In essence, he's saying where else can we go? All of us must come to you. And this is powerful, y'all, because people pray all over the world. I've been in Asia many times. I've been, I've been in Africa many times. I've been in different parts of the earth and, and, and in these different places in the world. Man, I've stood in Hong Kong and I've stood right outside of Buddhist temples. I've been in India and been right by Hindu temples and, and ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they pray in there. They pray in these Buddhist temples and they pray in these Hindu temples. But let me tell you something. If we're not praying to the one true God, then we're not praying to the God that can answer prayer. You can pray in all kinds of temples, but there's only one God that answers prayer. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I serve the God that answers prayer. My God answers prayer. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Allah, not Krishna, but I serve the God that answers prayer. He is Jehovah God. He is more than enough. And when I pray, he answers prayer. Is there anybody here who serves a God who answers prayer? Hallelujah. He's a prayer answering God. He's a prayer answering God. Man, I wouldn't serve a God who couldn't answer prayer, but my God is a prayer answering God. Now, now check this out. All of us must come to you. Push your neighbor and say, everybody. Oh, you know, there's a lot of division in the world now. There's a lot of division in the nation, but not at Calvary. Oh, yeah, some of y'all just said, I said not at Calvary in the name of Jesus. I, I'm not going to have the spirit of the world get in the church because the truth is, he said, all of us must come to you. That means Republicans and Democrats and independents and white folk and black folk and brown folk and rich folk and poor folk, the bag lady and the billionaire. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Everybody's got to come to him. The senior in high school and the senior adult, the preacher in the pulpit and the prostitute on the street. All of us have to come to Jesus. Come on, the crack addict and the Christ ambassador. We all got the holy roller and the hoochie mama. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All of us have got to come to Jesus. The deacon and the doper. Come on. I said the deacon and the dope dealer. We all got to come to Jesus. We're looking for political ideals to save us. We're looking for social ingenuity. But at the end of the day, there is one name that is above every name, and we need to come in that name and pray to a God that answers prayer. <laughs> All of us must come to you. All of us, even the people you don't like. If they're going to get their prayer answered, they got to go where you're going. So we got to figure out how to get it together. And we'll never get it together in the nation if we don't get it together in the church. Oh, that was free. That wasn't even in my notes. But I just feel like somebody needed an adjustment. Can I get a witness in the house? So, so I began to pray, may the Lord unite us. For all of us must come to God, for only he answers prayer. 
We desperately, all of us, need God to answer our prayers. Make a little noise if you need God to answer your prayer. We need him to. He said, you faithfully answer our prayer. In verse 5, he said, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O God, our Savior. And then in verse 3, I want to skip back up. He says, though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. It's so powerful to me. Through Jesus now, all of our sins are forgiven and forgotten. Who else can forgive sins, even the ones that have overwhelmed us? Here's the reality, folks. We have all done things we wish that we would have never done. We have all sinned, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Think about the fact that, that Jesus forgave you of everything everybody knows you did. Everything your sister knows you did, your mother-in-law knows you did, your cousin knows you did it, your friends know you did it, your homeboys know you did it. Jesus forgave you of everything everybody knows you did. But, but here's something even better. He forgave you of all the things that you did that you don't want nobody to know you did. Oh, I wish I could talk to real people. Don't act like you don't have any skeletons in your closet. Don't, don't act like you've done some things in the past that you don't regret. You don't want anybody to know really how bad off you were, where you got in your mind, where you got in your behavior, where you got in your spirit. But see, he came in and he forgave you of everything you did and everything you don't even want people to know that you did. Even when you were overwhelmed, he forgave you of it all. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wouldn't even be here if he didn't forgive me of it all. He said we were buried beneath it. And, 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 and it literally means overwhelmed. He said we were overwhelmed. The sin that overwhelmed us, it means buried beneath a huge mass. It means I couldn't free myself. I couldn't deliver myself. I couldn't save myself. I couldn't restore myself. I couldn't wake away from myself. I couldn't put my own world back together. But he forgave me of all my sins, even the ones that overwhelmed me, even that addiction that overwhelmed me, even that past that I had that overwhelmed me. Make a little noise if you're glad that he forgave you of it all. It, it's all under the blood. See, you're being awfully religious here today because there are some of y'all that you know where you've come from and you know what you've been through. I need somebody to really praise him if you're glad he forgave you of it all. See, here's the challenge. The challenge is not has Jesus forgiven us. The challenge is can we forgive ourselves? See, if Jesus forgives us of all our sins, then we must certainly learn to forgive ourselves. Because I have come to understand that a lot of what keeps people from walking in the overflow and fullness of God is that they are under condemnation. And they are rehearsing what they did. And they, even when they prayed, they said, oh, Lord, you remember. You remember what I did in 1984. 
Some of y'all old up in here. You remember what I did in the 60s? Some of y'all real old up in here. You remember what I did in 2004? Come on, somebody. You remember what I did in 2012? You remember I was all jacked up in 2012? Lord, you remember. Lord, you remember what I did two months ago before I started coming to church? Lord, you remember. And God would look at you and say, no, I don't. I don't have any recollection of anything that you have done prior to repentance or to the blood of Jesus Christ covering your life. And one of the things that keeps you from walking in the overflow is thinking that you are unworthy to walk in the bountiful blessings of the Lord. But I dropped by here with some good news to tell you, you don't earn the blessings of God, you don't earn the overflow of God, you accept Jesus Christ, he qualifies you for the next season. You need to stop looking back and, and realizing that nothing in the past can hold me or bind me from every blessing that God has for me in the future. Tell your neighbor, I'm stepping in the overflow. I'm stepping in the overflow. I'm not gonna let anything in my past hold me from the overflow. I am stepping in the overflow. Now, I'm gonna really take time Wednesday night and just do line upon line teaching. And it's my, I love to do it Wednesday night Bible class. It's incredible. I want you to be a part of it. But I wanted to get to the ninth verse. And the ninth verse is powerful because as forgiven blood, as a forgiven blood-bought child of God, you have the right to claim the overflow in your life. Now watch the ninth verse. It said, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. Now here it goes. The river of God has plenty of water. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the, riches, the, the ridges. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest. Check this out. You have ordered it to be so. I don't know about you, but I wanna get under the ordered blessing of the Lord. If God orders something, then it is. Because who outranks God? If he orders it, it's going to come to pass. And I was transfixed by this passage where the writer said the river of God has plenty of water. My, my, my. He doesn't have barely enough. He doesn't have just enough. Somebody in this room needs to know in this next season, there's a single mom, there's a trusting dad, there's a young college student, there's an entrepreneur, there's somebody in the room that needs to hear me, there's somebody watching by live stream and the enemy has tried to convince you that you're going to walk in a season of lack and bondage. But I stopped by to tell somebody today that the next season is a season of overflow because the river of God God, listen to me, has plenty of water. Hallelujah. Somebody say plenty of water. It's, it's got plenty. There's an overabundance. He said, you have plenty of water and you order the harvest. You order it to be so. It's not just going to be a season where we walk in the plenteous presence of God, but I declare it's harvest time. I declare you're going to begin to harvest things in your life. You're going to see the salvation of your children, the breakthrough in your marriage, the healing in your body. You know why? Because the river of God has plenty of water and it can provide a harvest for everything that you need. Yeah. Glory to God. Now, 
The river of God has plenty of water. To me, this speaks of overflow. See, you don't know something is really full until it overflows. I don't want to just be full in this season. I want to overflow in this season. So I want you to declare this in faith, that this next season, say this after me, say this next season is not just the season of fullness. It is the season of overflow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to get sloshy in this next season. Come on, I'm going to ooze this next season. I'm going to leak this next season. I'm not going to be full of depression. I'm going to be full of joy. I'm not going to be full of need. I'm going to be full of abundance. I'm not going to be full of doubt. I'm going to be full of faith. I'm not going to be full of fear. I'm going to be full of victory. Hallelujah. Because the river of God has plenty of water. I'm walking in this next season with my head up. I'm not going with it down. I'm not walking in defeated. I'm walking in with joy and peace and victory because the river of God has plenty of water. I'm not being defeated. No, bless God. The river of God has plenty of water. If you want to hang out with somebody depressed, you better find someone else because you can't hang out with me because October, November, and December better hear me. The river of God has plenty of water. I need somebody to give God a shout. My God. Pastor Josh said, I'm going to sow a seed into that word. I want to declare over you that the river of God has plenty of water. Everything that you need, God will provide it. Everything that's coming your way, nothing will be hindered. God has plenty, and it is for you. One, two, three, give God a shout. Can you receive that? Come on, they, our dog got messed up, our house got messed up, and the insurance has given me a little bit of a problem, but I'm letting the insurance know front line, the river of God has plenty of money, plenty of resources, plenty of breakthrough, and plenty of water. Give God a shout. This is not the time for you to think small. This is the time to dream big, believe big, and experience the overflow because the river of God has plenty of water. Make a little noise if you believe it in the house right now. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, hey neighbor, I see you in your future and you look better. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is a time to dream big. I'm going, I'm going into 2018 dreaming big. I'm going into the next season dreaming big. Hallelujah. I'm going into the next season expecting big because the river of God has plenty of water. Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, I blended two translations. And it says, cast your bread upon the water. And in times, the prophet, in time, the prophets will flow back to you. See, see, you need to cast your bread upon the water. This is, come on, sister, praise the Lord. This is not the time to stop giving. 
This is not the time to stop believing. This is not the time to stop confessing. This is not the time to stop declaring. But this is the time to cast your bread on the water and say, God, I'm still believing that you're going to make a way. I'm still believing that you're going to do everything that you said you were going to do. Now, it reminds me of that song that some of y'all won't remember, but there was a group in the 80s, and they're still kind of around. They're called the Imperials. And they were like the most progressive Christian group in the day. And, and, and bro, I used to love the Imperials. Right? And some of y'all look at who are the Imperials. Trust me. They were, they were bad to the bone. They had guitars and drums and everything back when all that was. You weren't allowed to have that. And they, were, they had cool hair. I wanted to be in the Imperials so bad. But they used to sing this song, you gotta keep on casting your bread upon the water. And soon it's gonna come back home on every wave. You gotta keep on casting your bread upon the water. And soon it's gonna come back home on every wave. Y'all, I'm singing better than y'all are letting on. Come on, put your hands together. You gotta keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's gonna come back home on every wave. You gotta keep on casting your bread upon the water. Soon it's gonna come back home on every wave. If you believe that, give God a praise. I'm gonna cast my bread on the water. I'm gonna keep tithing. I'm gonna keep giving. I'm gonna keep worshiping. I'm gonna keep praising. I'm, I'm gonna cast my bread on the water. What did you say? Your handful of seed, what'd you say? Your handful of seed is actually a field full of harvest. I dare somebody right now who believes that God is gonna bless you in the next season, make a little noise. Why not? Why not you? Get your neighbor by the hand and say, why not you? Why not you? Why don't you have a breakthrough? Why don't you see a miracle? Why don't you, why not you? Make a little noise if you're ready to claim it for yourself. Hallelujah. See, see, because the river of God, watch this now, it has plenty of water. Glory be to God. Now, I'm claiming God's best blessing for my life and for your life because the river of God has plenty of water. Cast your bread. Cast is a forward motion. See, see, when you cast it, you're looking forward. It's time to stop looking back. Ain't nothing back there. It's time for you to stop looking behind you. Let whoever did you wrong, let them go. Loose them and let them go free and say in Jesus' name, my best life is in front of me. Now, then verse 9 said, you take care of the earth and water it and making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. Check it out. It provides a bountiful harvest. And the Lord has ordered it, so it's time for you to claim the things that God has ordered in your life. You may be sitting out there saying, well, Pastor, how do I do that? How do I walk in the overflow of God? Here's what you need. Number one, you need an accurate biblical view of God if you want to see the overflow manifest in your life because you will never rise above your view of God. In other words, you don't need to see him as a God who is this old man waiting for you to mess up. And he wants to stomp you like a bug or punish you because you failed. You need to not see him as a God who is weak or detached. 
but you need to see him as a God of overflow. You need to see him as a God who's ready to forgive you of your sins, ready to bless your family, ready to save your children. Stop seeing God in a small way. See him in a big way. Hallelujah. See him as powerful. See him as big, abundant, giving, loving, and able to do anything. It's time to believe that a big God can do big things in your life. See, don't allow your memories of the past to become greater than your anticipation of the future. We need an overflow of God's spirit. We need an overflow of God's power. We need an overflow of God's anointing. Now check this out. We need an overflow of the spirit of God to help us know the God of the Bible. The word of the Lord says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. See, everything can be addressed by a move of God. Everything can be taken care of by an outpouring of the Spirit of God. So it says here, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Now check this outpouring of God's spirit. How many of you are ready for an outpouring of God's spirit? Number one, the overflow of God's spirit is cross-gender. Let me be plain about that. When I say cross-gender, I mean it's like this. It's poured out on sons and daughters. When God pours out his spirit, it's not just going to be for the women, and it's not just going to be for the men. When I tell you it's cross-gender, I mean men are going to be in it and women are going to be in it. I mean your, your sons and your daughters, your husbands and your wives. Hallelujah. It's not just going to be the women getting it. The men are going to get it too. It's not just going to be the men getting it. The women are going to get it too. Make a little noise, my brothers and sisters. This is a cross-gender. The outpouring of the Spirit is going to be cross-gender. It's going to be on sons and daughters. But then the overflow of God's Spirit is going to be cross-generational. <laughs> it says that the old are going to dream dreams and the young are going to see visions. In other words, it won't be the young people alone in the river. It won't be the young people alone experiencing God. It won't just be the old people that have held it down and been faithful. But God said, I'm going to do something so big and bring such an overflow that the old are going to dream again and the young are going to get a vision for their lives and for their future. Oh, my God. I, you, if, you, if you've been around a while and, and you're maybe in your retirement years, let me tell you, it's not time to give up. It is time to dream again. This is cross-generational. If you're young, you need to get a vision and realize that God's got a plan for your life and God's got a purpose for your life. Somebody give him praise if you want to cross-generational. Oh, but here's where it gets good now. We've already learned. In the last days, I'll prop my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters, it's cross-gender. Young and old, it's cross-generational. But then, he, oh, this is my favorite part. He said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. See, the overflow of God's spirit is cross-cultural because the spirit of God will be poured out on all flesh. That means black flesh and white flesh. That means brown flesh and yellow flesh. 
that means y'all ain't saying nothing. That means every color, every background. God said, I'm going to pour my spirit out. And I'm so glad that in this church today, he don't have to look for somewhere else where there's a cross-cultural connection. If he's going to pour it out somewhere, pour out the overflow right here, God. You say, what does America need? America needs a move of the Holy Spirit. Our college campuses need a move of the Holy Spirit. The White House, the Senate, we need a move of the Holy Spirit. In Florida, we need a move of the Holy Spirit. Our move of God deals with it all. Somebody make some noise if you're hearing what I'm saying. It is cross-gender, it is cross-generational, it is cross-cultural. It reminds us that all of us need the Lord. The river of God has plenty of water. I need somebody to give the Lord a, a crazy praise up here if you believe it today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm not gonna let the devil win. The river of God has plenty of water. See, see, when God's spirit is really poured out, attitudes change. Prejudices evaporate, come on. Motives become pure. I'm preaching today, boy. I'm making y'all's highness so tight, y'all just sitting there saying, yeah, because I'm going to tell you, how can we as the church lead people anywhere? How are we going to win the world when we ain't even want each other? But the river of God has plenty of water. When the river of God and the outpouring of the Spirit of the Lord comes, it's cross-gender. Sons and daughters in the overflow. It's cross-generational. Old folks start dreaming again. God ain't through. And young people get a vision for their lives. I want to have a church where old folks dream and young people have a vision. And it's cross-cultural because it's poured out on all flesh. You know why? Because the river of God has plenty of water. That makes me happy. You need to tell your struggle. The river of God has plenty of water. You need to tell your lost son. You may be acting crazy, boy, but the river of God has plenty of water. Some of y'all had to come without your husband. He's sitting home watching football. You need to walk in and tell that beer-drinking, pot-bellied homeboy when you hit the door, just say, hey, the river of God has plenty of water, and then just walk out. Your boss has been getting on your nerves. Go to work Sunday and say, hey, boss. The river of God has plenty of water, and he'll be like, what? And then about two weeks later, when he calls you in and gives you a raise, you'll believe it. Can I get a witness?
Come on, somebody, I'm trying to tell you. Let's get in the overflow. Let's get in the overflow. Who's ready to get in the overflow? The river of God has plenty of water. I said it's got plenty of water. I said it's got plenty of water. Why should I struggle? The river of God has plenty of water. Why should I be mad? Why should I be bound? The river of God has plenty of water. Somebody give me a water bottle. Where's some water at? Okay, thank you, son. Now here's what would happen. Y'all can sit down and I'm gonna be done. I'm not gonna pour the water up here because the last time I poured water up here, I busted, my daddy would call it my CC Mayo. Can I get a witness? But what they would do, the priest, this was a song, this was a worship song that the priest would sing. And as they, as they moved the ark, I was read one theologian's account, it was so powerful. As they moved the ark around the precincts of the temple, the priest would walk around the ark as it was being moved. And they would throw water on the ark. They would throw water on it. And they would say, the river of God has plenty of water. The river of God has plenty of water. She said, fill the bucket up. The river of God has plenty of water. And they would walk around the ark and say, the river of God has plenty of water. Hey, I feel it in my bones. The river of God has plenty of water. And let me tell you something. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Pastor Troy, you've been with me in Israel, and some of you folks have been with me several times. There are a couple, two of you have been with me two or three times. If you know anything about Israel and the Middle East, they never waste their water. They will go to war over water. There's one source of water for Israel that's really the source. It's the Jordan River. And Jordan and Israel have an uneasy alliance because of that river, because neither one of them can afford to lose it. And they never waste water. They conserve water even there now, and they will go to war over water. And so in those days, it was even more of a big deal because they didn't have the type of things that they have today in the way of being able to pipe water in. But yet the priests were in Jerusalem far from the Jordan River. And they would take that water and they would walk around it and they would say the river of God has plenty of water. The river of God has plenty of water. And in the 10th verse, they would say, what are the furrows and what are the ridges? You know what that means? It means what are the dry places? So they walked around and they'd say the river of God has plenty of water. Lord, what are the dry places? The river of God has plenty of water. Lord, what are the dry places? We need to say the river of God has plenty of water. Lord, water America, water my nation, water my country, water my school. Is your marriage dry? The river of God has plenty of water. Has your life been dry? The river of God has plenty of water. Is you been in a dry season? The river of God has plenty of water. Have you been struggling? The river of God has plenty of water. Has it been hard? The river of God has plenty of water. Are you sick? What 
one of the dry places, God. Are you broke? One of the dry places, God. Are you struggling? One of the dry places, God. One of the dry places. Cross the river of God. It has plenty of water. It has plenty of water. It has plenty of water. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Holler at him, say the river of God has plenty of water. You know what's a trip? I'm throwing this water. And my best friend who went to Israel with me right here in the front, she takes up her umbrella. Where? And she opens her umbrella and puts on her shades. And she's sitting over here like this. And see, some of y'all in the spirit realm, I know she don't mean nothing by it, but some of y'all in the spirit realm, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God, he's throwing water. But you need to say, God, I want to get in your river. Let me throw my umbrella away. Let me get everything you have for me because the river of God has plenty of water. Give him a shout. What am I family? What am I future? What am I purpose? What are my children? What am I life? Oh God. Because the river of God has plenty of water. You need an accurate view of the God of the Bible. Stand to your feet, everybody, because the river of God. Who needs him to water something in your life right now? Come on. Who needs him to water something in your family? Water a son, a daughter. Who needs him to water your financial situation right now? Come on. The river of God has plenty of water. You need an accurate biblical view of the Lord with heads bowed and eyes closed. I don't want you to live one more minute dry. Hallelujah. Come on up here, son. Stand right here. I'm going to pray for you. Glory to God. I call the anointing of the Holy Spirit right there, son, over your life. You've struggled long enough. You've been in the mess long enough. You're better than what you've been doing. You're better than where you've been. You're better than where you've been. You know you are, don't you? You know you are. The Lord told me to tell you the river of God has plenty of water. I call blessings over your next season. Breakthrough come on an eye. Somebody give God a praise. No, you ought to give God a praise. Come on up here, honey. Oh, raise your hands. I need that water. I need that water. I need that water. the river of God has plenty of water breakthrough for you right now see this is organic God is doing something he's touching people right now the river of God has plenty of water it has plenty of water it has plenty of water I break the I break lack off of your life I break it off of your life I break it off of your life everything you need the river of God has plenty of water Jesus, 
a new season for you. I call it forth. The river of God has plenty of water. Somebody receive it right now. Receive it right now. Oh, I need somebody to receive it right now. Hallelujah, I feel this. Come here right here, honey. Come here right here. Oh, God's lifting the burden off of you right now. Raise your hands with her. As God touches her, he's gonna touch you. You've been worried, hadn't you? You've been struggling, but God said it's a new season. I'm gonna anoint you, and the power of God is gonna come on you because the river of God has plenty of water. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Take that water, take that provision. Give God a shout in here right now. Raise your hands. I release the river of God over you. I release it over your life. Glory to God, are you ready? I release it over your life, keep your hands up. I release a new anointing over you, sister. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, the river of God has plenty of water. It has plenty of water. I see God healing you right now. I see a fresh touch in your body right now, mama. I see it happening right now. There it is, there it is, there it is. She's in the river, she's in the river, she's in the river, she's in the river. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, the river of God has plenty of water. It 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 has plenty of water. Shot It has plenty of water. It has plenty of God's working and working here right now. It has plenty of water. The river of God has plenty of water. My, 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 who's receiving it right now? Who's receiving it right now? Who's receiving it? Come right here. Hurry up. Right here. Woman of God. Woman of God. Woman of faith. You said, yeah, have her stand because God's about to touch her. You said, nobody sees me. Nobody knows. But the Lord told me to tell you to quit worrying about it because the river of God this woman has adopted children. She stood in faith. You and Eric are gonna walk in the blessings of the Lord because the river of God, hallelujah, the river of God has plenty of water. There it is. There it is, 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 plenty of water, 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 plenty of water. I want you to get in there. Oh, shadow I call provision breakthrough in your life. I want you to get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, say neighbor, the Lord has plenty of water. Say, the river of God has plenty of water. Can you do this? Say, I release it over us right now. Say, I release it over us right now. Release it over your neighbor. I release it over us right now. I release it over us right now. Sing, John.
a prayer warrior, an earth shaker, a great mom, a great, a great, a great person. Hallelujah. People are going to see you and be amazed in the name of Jesus. I declare the, that, 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 that the river of God has plenty of water and it flows in Haley's life in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a praise. cross-generational, young and old, cross-cultural, red, yellow, black, and white. We thank you for it. Hold that neighbor's shoulder. Pray with us, Pastor Josh. Don't forget when 